welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Hello. Hello. We are here and we are back and we are better than ever. Better than ever. Of course. I like your nails. Thank you. They're Christmassy. Nice. They have a little snowman on them and ornaments and little trees. Cute. Very Christmassy in the holiday spirit. I'm trying oh, to get cute. in the holiday spirit. It's uh, it's sneaking up on me fast. Yeah, definitely. Me too. We decorated our apartment for Christmas. It's pretty cute. We have the, uh, the beaded pepper ornaments hanging on uh, nice. the handles of our cabinets in our kitchen. Cute. Because we did not have any more room on our tree. <laughs> and there's like six of them. Yeah. But I think they look good in here. They're, you know, food they themed. fit. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, which you probably don't, unless you're my family. Yep. <laughs> our family, I should say, because Abigail is my daughter and I am her what? mother. What? Oh, wait. I'm we just didn't finding even introduce ourselves. For the first time ever, this is brand new news to me. I am Janica. I'm Abigail. Yes. And we are mother daughter. If you Apparently, are here for the first time. Yeah, I guess so. Apparently. Guess what? You're my daughter. Surprise. <gasps> what? No freaking way. Anyway, my. Great-grandmother used to make beaded Christmas ornaments and gorgeous. for some reason made like, well, it's it's controversial. It's a topic of discussion it is, on it what they It is a were. controversial topic. Because <laughs> some people think they're like chili peppers. They are. <laughs> they are. And some people who are a little crazy think they're icicles, which they are not. Colored icicles, yes. So, But... If they were icicles, why would they have a little bit of green on the top, like a stem yeah. for a pepper? But then some people say, why would you make chili pepper ornaments for Christmas? That is also a great question. I don't know the answer to that, but so they're definitely but anyway, peppers. But they go great in your kitchen. They do. They <laughs> so there great. you go. Yeah. You could actually have them up all year round and they'd be great. I could. I probably will. I like them. There you go. All right, mom, I'm excited. Okay, I'm excited too. Tell me what we're doing today. So today we are doing Holiday House. Holiday House? Holiday House. What is that? Does that ring a bell for you? No. Okay. It'll ring a bell for some people listening probably. (laughs) So Holiday House is what it's formally known as actually. Okay. It is currently called High Watch. High Watch? Yes. And locally around the area it is called Harkness House. Okay. So none of that's ringing a bell. I can clearly tell by the look on your face. Yeah, what is it? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to start with who has owned the house. Okay. In the order order of who has owned it. And then I'll give you the story behind each owner. Okay. And I'm ready. at At one point, you'll go, oh, I see why we're doing this. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm ready. I'll let you know when that moment comes. Okay. So only four people have ever owned this house, and this house was actually built in 1929, or it started construction in 1929. So it's almost okay. 100 years old already, mm-hmm. but only four people have ever owned this house. Wow. Yes. So the first person to own this house was Pearl Pinkerton McClelland Snowden. Wow. That's a lot what of names. A name, but I love it. It's very like fancy Southern white lady. It is. You're right. You're right. You it know? very much is. Yeah. Shout out to Pearl. Shout out to Pearl. Hey, Pearl. You got that right. Shout out to Pearl. 
What, what yeah. are you saying? Grandma's middle name? Well, I know that. Oh, okay. Silly goose. <laughs> I was like, uh, what are you, who's Pearl? But I know that. <laughs> that's not our, that's not grandma. That's just, you know, this is a different lady. Yes. That'd be crazy if it was grandma, though. That would be really crazy. That would be crazy. Uh, trust me, when we get into this, this house is well, well out of our uh, income bracket in our family. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's owned well by this fancy of. southern white lady, so it's got to be a big house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second people to own it is Bill and Rebecca Harkness. Okay. The Harkness house, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. The third person to own it is Gurdon B. Waddles. Gurdon B. Yes. Waddles. It's kind of like Gordon, but it's Gurdon. So Gurdon B. Waddle. Gurdon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. First of all, what kind of a name is Gurdon? I don't know. You know that know. kid got made fun of. But he probably did. Gurdon. But the only picture I saw of him was when he was 85 from his obituary, and he just looks oh. like a cute old man. So Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry, Gurdon. It's okay. Even if you do be waddling. <sighs> okay. And the... Only the fourth person to ever own this house who bought it in 2013 and still owns it today mm. is Taylor Swift. What? Yeah. No freaking way. Way. Okay. This is this is getting more interesting by the minute, Mom. Yes, I know. <laughs> Continue, please. Okay, I will. Okay, so we're going to start with Pearl Pinkerton McClellan Snowden. Okay. Pearl was the wife of George Grant Snowden. Okay. The Snowdens made their fortune from oil and gas. Okay. And Mr. Snowden died hey, in where, 19- where is this house? I, I'm about to tell you in the next sentence. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. Snowden died in 1918. Pearl received five acres of land- along 700 feet of shoreline in Watch Hill, Rhode Island. Okay. So that's where this is. Okay. So it's right along the shore. Got it. And she got this uh, property from Eugene Atwood in 1929, and construction began on the colonial-style home and was completed in 1930. Okay. She dubbed this Holiday House. It's really more of a mansion. Oh, because it's 11,000 square feet. It's pretty big. That's pretty it's a big. Little bit. It's a little big, yeah. A little bit. Oh, a, little, a little bit. It's, it's. I would say, I don't know, six of my houses could fit in here. About. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So probably like 20 of my houses. My apartment. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Maybe even more. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little apartment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how big your apartment is. I don't either, actually. Uh, it had eight bedrooms. Ten and a half bathrooms. Wow. And eight fireplaces. Okay. There was a reception room that is 36 feet long, a 45-foot-long sunroom. Okay. And an octagon-shaped dining room with built-in china cabinets. I want this house. <laughs> Can we move there? Let's call up Taylor right now. Can we just move in? I think we will take up bitch space. Called Taylor up. Sure. Let me just text her really quick. Yeah. 
the octagon-shaped dining room with the built-in china cabinets. That reminds me of the house, the uh, Dana Thomas house that we went to look at. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of. All the built-in cabinets, yeah. Yeah. There's also a five-car garage. Okay. And, of course, a swimming pool. Of course. Of course. When the home was built, there was also a servant's quarters, but that was demolished in the 70s during renovations. Okay. In 1938, a hurricane caused so much damage to the hillside that was facing the ocean that George Jr. had granite boulders placed all along the hillside to stop Mm. any future erosion. Okay. And those boulders are still there to this day. Oh, wow. So you can look up pictures and see those boulders. He did. So good job, George Jr. He did what his plan was. Yeah. Thanks, George. It worked. Yeah. Pearl's brother-in-law, James M. Snowden, mm-hmm. was said to talk about Roman candles being placed in large milk bottles, being lit by large cigars, and set off over the ocean for the 4th of July during lavish parties. Apparently, the All Snowdens right. were having some pretty lavish parties at Holiday House here. Cool. Sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like a good place for a 4th of July party. It does. Remember that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he also remembered his father talking about an attempted kidnapping. Oh. In which a plane landed on the golf course. And although the Snowden household was not the target, um, he recalls a night watchman being hired mm. and would like pace by the bedrooms. There was like a hmm. landing or walkway or something there. Right. Like, yeah, that's a little creepy. But it's, yeah. I'm just thinking an attempted kidnapping by plane. By plane. You know, just casually a plane you just gotta have some money. lands next to you to try and... Like, yeah, let me just take my plane out to kidnap this person. Like, what the hell? Do you want to drive? No, I'll just take the plane. Yes, kids, please don't ever get into somebody's car that asks for candy. Or anybody's plane. Or their plane. Like, don't get me wrong. If someone pulls up to you in a plane and is like, hey, you want to go fly around? I would be tempted to. <laughs> But <laughs> Abigail's already gone. Like, yeah, I'm already oh, a in the sky. Jet? A private jet for me? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. <laughs> in 1948, the estate was sold to William Hale Harkness. Okay. Who was the heir to the Standard Oil Company fortune. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lots of oil money. Yes, lots of money. Yes, yes, for sure. Okay. Uh, so one year prior, William married Rebecca Semple West, and the couple used Holiday House as their summer residence. So their Man. permanent residence was in New York City. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, be like, yeah, let's just go to the mansion for the weekend. <laughs> right? What? what? Well, it's, it's the whole summer, Abigail. It's not just the weekend. You're right. You're right. Gosh. So before I continue, I just wanted to interject in why I'm doing this episode. Okay. This is how I came across this. Okay. I've never heard of this. Me neither. It sounds kind of familiar, but I don't know. You're going to you're gonna know why this sounds familiar in about five seconds, okay? Okay. I'm ready. So I actually came across this because, as I mentioned in our previous episode on Arrowhead Stadium, mm-hmm. I recently became a fan of Taylor Swift um, after I went and saw the era's tour movie right so i posted a tiktok video about that mm-hmm. and it got i think right now it's like at, at 200 000 views or something but i wow. had 
quite a few comments saying, you should look up the backstory of the last great American dynasty. Oh, the song. Yes, but I didn't realize that. I was just like, okay. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck the great American dynasty means. I didn't realize that was the name of a song. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. So I didn't even bother listening to that song until I started listening to her album. So I've also been recording my reaction, listening to her albums for the first time. Right. And on folklore, there's a song. The Last Great American Dynasty. Okay. And it's based on this house or the people that lived there. It is not based on this house, technically. It is based on the life of Rebecca Harkness. Oh, okay. And her living at this house. Okay. And so that's why it's also referred to as Harkness House. So I'm going to tell you, this is kind of where it's going to get a little nutty, okay? Okay. That's what we specialize in, Mom. (laughs) because when somebody said oh you should look up the backstory to that and then i i did like the reaction um of me listening to it Mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah like okay cool like i'll look at this i was like oh yeah let let me look at and i was like oh there's there's way way more to this Mm -hmm. than is going to fit in a tiktok tiktok now granted taylor swift fit it into a song (laughs) Right. (laughs) But there was just so much that I was like, I could do an entire podcast episode on this. So I'm going to. So let's do it. Yeah. So let's do it. And we're here. Here we are. So we're going to go back to Rebecca now. Okay. So Rebecca, who went by Betty while she was growing up. Also, Betty is a Taylor Swift song as well. So I don't know if she got like the idea to use Betty because of this as two. I don't know. I think Betty is like her grandma or something i don't know her grandma's marjorie i'm learning so much oh, okay never mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can tell i'm not as big of a swifty i could uh give you all the things that i've learned in the last month but that's not what we're here for today anyway so while she was growing up she went by betty she was born okay. on april 17th 1915 in st louis missouri oh yeah st louis girl yeah And she came from a pretty wealthy family herself. Okay. Rebecca's grandfather founded the St. Louis Union Trust Company. Okay. And they were so wealthy, in fact, that her (laughs) and her siblings were basically raised by nannies. Yeah. She also went to private school. Of course. And finishing school. Of course. She loved to dance and she studied ballet and piano Mm -hmm. and she graduated from the fermata school for girls in aiken south carolina okay in 1932 nice good for rebecca yeah shortly after she graduated she formed a women's group called the bitch pack oh i like her yeah i like her that's cool (laughs) that's funny (laughs) So this group was essentially a bunch of high society women who were essentially considered troublemakers because they liked to have fun and party. Not in a fancy, formal way. Yeah. And not do formal high society women things. Right. You know. Be a little rebellious. Yeah. Yeah. They just like to enjoy life. Yeah. Definitely. Get it, girl. Do your thing. So some of the things that they did, uh, for instance, was put mineral oil in the punch. 
<gasps> no. Perform a strip tease. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Sassy, sassy. Yes. In Craig Unger's book called Blue Blood, in which it's like a life or a, it's like a tell-all book about the life mm-hmm. of Rebecca Harkness. Um, it's also $250 on Amazon, so I did not buy it. Oh, jeez. But there's plenty of quotes on different articles and stuff yeah. from that book. He says, quote, Betty West did the kinds of things that everyone else just talked about. She arrived at one party by climbing the roof and going down via the chimney. End quote. <laughs> okay. So she just really wanted to make an appearance. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. And wanted she her- wanted to be... She wanted to live her life. She wanted to be the yeah. life of the party. She wanted people to know who she was. She was Absolutely. in Vogue magazine at one point. Like oh, she was cool. like us. Like people knew who she was for better or worse. Right. <laughs> Rebecca had also previously been married and divorced before Ooh. she met William, who went by Bill Harkness. Mm-hmm. That's rare at the time. Yeah, it's quite scandalous to be divorced in the forties. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And she got remarried. Yeah. That's like, wow. Even worse. Yeah. How dare you betray your ex-husband like that? How dare she? That's why he's the ex-husband. And when she was asked about her first marriage and asked why she married him, she said, because I had nothing else to do. You know, girl, sometimes you just get bored. Right? You just, you're like, yeah, I'm bored. Let's just marry this random dude. I get Shoot, it. Why not? Totally. Yeah, I mean, to I've do. done it a million times, right? Who hasn't? <laughs> Unfortunately, Bill did not have the best health. In January of 1953, Bill suffered a heart attack. Oh. And he was sick for nine weeks. Jeez. Yeah. And then he suffered a second heart attack in August of 1954, and he died 10 days later. Oh. Poor Bill. Yeah. When Bill died... Rebecca inherited $50 million. Wow. So she was already rich, but now she's even richer. Yes. She was already okay. a very wealthy woman. Right. And that was in 1954. Mm. So today, that is almost $572 million. Oh, what I wouldn't give. Right. Jesus. Just fantasize about it all the time. It'd be nice. After Bill's death, Rebecca started, this is like kind of when she really started to become the town gossip. Like, Okay. She already kind of had this history, but now it was getting even crazier. Because uh-huh. now she was just, she had even more money than she knew what to do with. Right. So why not? I wouldn't know what to do with that much money. Yeah. Why not? Right. Like, I mean, some of the things she did, honestly, were, like, I'm going to tell you some of the stuff, but some of it you're going to be like, that's not crazy at all. Yeah. Because it's 2023, but in, you know, the 50s, 60s, it was it especially was crazy. high society. People were like, what? How Scandal. dare you? Like, oh my yeah. gosh. She composed music that was performed at Carnegie Hall. Oh, so good yes. music. So <laughs> while this seems like a great thing. Okay. Many people, including her own mother, said that she was marginally talented, and some people said she was an embarrassment. Okay. And claimed that it was her wealth and not her mm, talent that she's a that nepo got baby. Her there, that she's what? Okay, a nepo baby. 
the fuck does that mean? A nepotism baby. Oh. <laughs> like born into wealth and that's why you're famous, not because you have any Got like it. talent yeah. or anything. Like like a uh, oh gosh, I don't want to name people. People will get mad at me. But <laughs> like Haley Bieber and like Kendall Jenner, you know, born into these really wealthy families and like that's why they're basically just famous because they're so rich. Isn't that I don't know anything about the Kardashians, but isn't that what people say about the Kardashians? Yeah. Like they, I don't know what they're famous for, honestly. Um, I don't really either. I mean, I know that like now, you know, now they have all these brands and makeup and clothing. Oh, yes. And, I know like, now they do because you know, like I've heard of like Skims and stuff like that. Right. But I just Which know. Which is like, you know, good for when them. When they first came out, I didn't, I had no clue where they came from because I had never heard of them from before. And I still right. don't know where they came from. Honestly. I don't know where they came from either, so. but they're here now and apparently they're not going away. But that's uh, yeah okay so that's what a nepo baby is okay got it thank you for explaining that yep okay uh rebecca also hired a yoga teacher to come to her house for her and her kids okay and invited the neighborhood kids to join lessons as well oh cute which i think that's adorable why do yeah, people definitely. think that's crazy well i don't like, know like was yoga not okay that's what i wonder like maybe like- yoga was like Maybe yoga is one of those things like where people are like, ugh, tree hugger, you know, like, oh right. my God. And like, or no, like, my kid's not yoga, coming to your house. Like, or like because yoga comes from Indian culture. Well, that's the, the next thing on my list racist is she and- also planned a trip to go to India for her yoga practice. Ah, okay. So it's, I guess maybe that's it. It was like yoga was like, oh my God, I can't believe she practices yoga. Yeah. Like when you're a hippie. child over. Two, it comes from some foreign country. So this is obviously not okay. That's yeah, what people would I guess. probably say. Just judgmental little bitches. Yes, absolutely. They probably all were very snooty, rich bitches. And yeah, they should have been part of the bitch pack because they're <laughs> bitches. Maybe they're also jealous in some uh, ways. Jealous because like, they can't oh, get into the bitch pack. I don't get to party all the time like she does. Yeah. yeah. My husband just makes me stay home doing nothing. Boring. Exactly. Anyways. She was once kicked off a cruise ship for skinny dipping. (laughs) (laughs) I like her. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. She became very involved in the Joffrey Ballet. And actually, from what I was reading, the Joffrey Ballet was kind of struggling financially to get off the Mm -hmm. ground. And she was, like, obsessed with ballet, loved ballet. I love ballet. Was totally her thing. She loved to dance and so she was said, I'll, I'll be very involved and help. Mm-hmm. And so she basically helped to um, get the Joffrey Ballet like off the nice. ground. And they became like huge. Yeah. She hosted the entire ballet at her summer for, or at her summer, hosted the entire ballet at her home for two summers okay. in 1962 and 1963. Nice. Yeah. She hosted champagne brunches for the ballet. Ooh. That sounds nice. And she ended up purchasing an old building and turning it into the Holiday Art Center for the ballet company. Oh, cool. Which apparently spent millions of dollars in just lavish lavish decorations, like chandeliers and things yeah. like that. Because why not? I mean, the necessities. Right? Also, she got the money for it. Yeah. She's like one of the wealthiest women around at that point. Yeah, uh, that's, I can't even imagine. I know. Then in 1964, she asked 
the Joffrey Ballet to change their name to Harkness Ballet mm. since she was funding so much of the company. Right. And they said no. Mm. So what did Rebecca do? Oh, boy. Rebecca started her own ballet company and hired the dancers from the Joffrey Ballet. (gasps) No. Yes. That is iconic. (laughs) That is some boss bitch shit right there. Right? Like, can you imagine? Like, you were basically just saying, hey, I paid for you guys to have all of this. I would like some recognition, please. They said, "Mm, fuck you. She said, okay, let me just take all of your dancers. Every single one of your employees is mine now. I can pay them five times what you pay them. I mean, she's already giving these dancers pretty much everything with these like champagne brunches and parties and everything. I mean, they're like, sure, I'll go to your ballet company. Yeah, of course. I would do the same thing if I was a dancer. Right? And then in 1965, her ballet performed for President and Mrs. Johnson at the White House. As they should. And guess who didn't perform for them? (laughs) Guess who didn't? Joffrey. Guess who didn't? (laughs) In your face. Loser. Loser. Uh, 1966, she had an outdoor practice dome built. Oh. On her property. For the ballet? Yes. Okay, cool. This uh, really pissed off the neighbors because they said it was an eyesore. It was tacky. Oh. Oh. They ended up suing her. For building something on her own property? And she had to tear it down. What? She had to tear it down. These little uppity fucks. Right? Jesus. Like, pull the stick out of your ass and just let people live. For real. Nope. They had to do something, I guess. (sighs) Rude. Some people said that her ballet was a joke and said that she ran it to the ground because she didn't know how to run a company, but that she would just start another one and that people would just were willing to help her because she had so much money and she didn't know what to do with it. So whether that's true or not, or people were just gossiping, trying to make up shit. Everyone is going to gossip and put down successful women. Always, always. Always. No matter what. And even if you're not successful, they're going to make fun of you. Yeah. Especially back then when it wasn't normal for the women to be the successful one in the family. And at that time, she wasn't, like, at this point in time, she was not married. Like, she had been married twice, divorced once. Widowed once, yeah. Yes. So that's horrible. How dare she? she? She's such a little, you know... Gosh, running around spending all this money. People were pissed that she got inheritance from Standard Oil. Yeah. The Standard Oil inheritance and that she was doing things like spending it on the ballet and throwing lavish parties. So what? It's not your money. Shut up. Yeah. Also, people just didn't think that women could handle their money. So, you know, men are the ones who handle finances back then. Women are just too delicate. Yeah, our government's doing a great job at that, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, how much debt are we in right now? Right. Anyways, back to the story. Anyways. <laughs> um. <laughs> just ranting. It happens occasionally. Often. Uh, she, she also did things like move thousands of dollars uh, between banks just for the sole purpose of confusing her accountants. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that might be smart. You never want anybody to know exactly how much money you have. 
That's true. Even your own accountants, especially if they're men. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw up a little bit after I said the word men. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continuing. I did read one snippet that said Rebecca did become addicted to prescription drugs, but I could only find that one snippet, so don't know how true that was. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. I did also see in a few things that said that she was considered promiscuous and um, had many boyfriends and men around. That probably means that (sighs) she showed her ankles in public. Or her shoulders. (gasps) Oh, my God. God forbid she's going to hell. She's going to hell. (laughs) Guys, stop putting your nose in people's business. Yeah. Which, yeah, by standards of the 50s and 60s, like, what is promiscuous? I mean, come on, people. What what does that mean to you? Because in 2023, although I don't know, some men still think it's promiscuous to show your arms, heaven forbid. Oh, my God. Well, those men are stuck up little bitches. And Rebecca did end up getting married and divorced twice more. So, you okay. know, a lot of people are like, oh, oh my gosh. What a she harlot. Four husbands. Oh, how dare she? My goodness. Hey, sometimes it takes a little bit to find love, guys. Yeah. And then sometimes you still don't. Especially if one of your loves dies. True. So, you know. And for all accounts, people did say that Rebecca and Bill were happy together. So maybe that was her one true love and he just died. So right. there, people. And you know what? People try to people are naturally going to try to find comfort in other people and in relationships, especially when they're grieving. Yeah. So let's not judge. I also feel like when you have that much money, it's also got to be harder to find. Oh yeah. Love because genuine people are like, love. ooh, yeah. look at her and all her millions. I want that. Right. Exactly. Got to be stingy with it sometimes. Yeah. Rebecca got into quite a bit of quite a lot of feuds uh, with neighbors. And apparently in one, she stole her neighbor's cat and dyed it green. That's funny. Which, That's really funny. Which in, in the song, Taylor actually does say she dyed his dog green, but Taylor Swift loves cats. So it's she speculated does. that she didn't want to <laughs> say cat. Yeah. I mean, that is really funny, though, especially if it's the same neighbor that's complained about whatever. Like or the dome. continued to complain about stuff you know she's like fuck you i'm gonna dye your cat green it's like it doesn't do any harm or anything you know do you think i could steal my neighbor's dog and dye it green that'd be fun that'd be really Hmm. fun he's already white so it would work perfect i just got a really good idea Hmm. yeah thank you rebecca and taylor (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast that was uh, just a joke okay not gonna happen if it happens it wasn't me uh anyway where can we find green dye for cheap? I'm Googling it right now. Okay, good. <laughs> Ooh, I could, I could put it in a squirt gun. That is such a good idea. <laughs> Tie-dye <Super> dog. soaker. <laughs> I mean, he's a tiny little dog, so. He is. I mean, one, it wouldn't take much. One good squirt, and he's green. Right? You know? I'm just saying. Should have named him Wasabi. <laughs> Okay, I gotta pull myself together after that. <laughs> oh, that was oh, hilarious. That was good. That was good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one. I'm proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> I grew you good. I grew you good. The, what am I trying to say? I, I grew right you good. 
I raised you well. That's what oh, I'm trying to say. You did. <laughs> okay. Whew. Oh, goodness. We're not going to dye the neighbor's dog green, but it would be funny. No, I'm not. Promise. Rebecca also reportedly filled her pool with champagne. Oh, shit. I want to do that. And her fish tank with scotch. Oh, I hope, I hope there was no fish in it, in it though. Yeah. <laughs> Those would be some drunk ass fish. Be running into the glass walls and everything. Gosh. Oh. That's, I mean, could you imagine how fun it would be to just swim in a champagne pool? We got pretty close when we were in Mexico with the champagne party. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the champagne party. Yep. That, that yeah. was fun. That was fun. Uh, Rebecca hosted some pretty lavish parties if you couldn't have guessed that already I bet, yeah she's party girl uh champagne gambling all kinds of wild happenings and she had some pretty famous guests as well yeah including andy warhol oh uh the one that i'm jealous of jd salinger oh right crazy Come out of hiding for that right probably wasn't in hiding at that point honestly yeah but. And Salvador Dali. Oh my gosh. How did she get these people? Right? For real. She got connects. Yeah. So Dali would end up later designing the urn that Rebecca's ashes were placed in when she died in 1982. Okay. The urn itself was called the Chalice of Life. Aw. It is covered in jewels and it turns continuously so that Rebecca would always be dancing. Aw. That's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. That's so sweet. She's dancing even in death. Yep. Um, in 1982, the cost of that urn was $250,000. Today, it would cost $800,000. For an urn. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. In 1973, Rebecca put the property on the market and moved. Mm. So she had a good run. She did. It was a good house. She had a real good, good run. Yeah. Yep. She sounds like the coolest lady ever. Doesn't she? I strive to be here now. <laughs> Let me give you a little snippet from the song. Okay. So this is one of one of the some of the lyrics. I'm assuming this would be the neighbors that are saying this. And they said, There goes the last great American dynasty. Who knows if she never showed up what could have been? There goes the most shameless woman this town has ever seen. Mm. She had a marvelous time ruining everything. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And I can definitely see why Taylor Swift resonates with her. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're both successful women who are hated for being successful. Yeah. Absolutely. So, makes sense. Yep. I'm going to have to listen to that song after this. Yeah, absolutely. So then we go with Gurdon B. Waddles. Gurdon B. Waddles. Waddles. <laughs> Coolest name ever. I'm going to name my kid that. Are you? No. <laughs> so he can be made fun of. Yeah. <laughs> in 1974, Gurdon B. Waddles purchased the property. Okay. And I couldn't find much about his family's time on the property. I mean, there was hmm. kind of a lot about Gurdon B. Waddles, like, otherwise, but not yeah. really his time on the property. Except that he celebrated his 50th birthday there in 1985 and had a pretty lavish party. Like, nice. Just a lot of parties here. Yeah. Seems like a party house. Yeah. Um, and they remained there until 1996. Okay. So just a quiet life in the yep, big house. Seemed to be, yes. 
so then I'm going to read a little, a few more lyrics in the song, and then we'll move on to Taylor. Okay. So in the song, the lyrics are, 50 years is a long time. Holiday house sat quietly on that beach, free of women with madness, their men and bad habits. And then it was bought by me. Mm, okay. I see what you're getting at, girl. Yeah. So like I said earlier, uh, when we started, it's actually called High Watch now mm -hmm. instead of Holiday House. Is that what Taylor renamed it? No, actually, it was Gurdon B. Waddles renamed it High Watch. Okay. I wonder if she, what she calls it. I don't know. I don't know what she would like call it yeah. on her own. Yeah, I don't know. But Taylor purchased the mansion in 2013 for $17.5 million at the age wow. of 23. Whoa. Right? That's one year younger than me. Right? That's Why don't I, I have thinking. that house now? <laughs> right? Why don't I have a big fancy house? I don't even have $17.5 million to purchase a house. Where, where's my $17 million? Right? So unfair. But good for you, Taylor. This is only one of eight homes that Taylor owns. Whew. Yeah. To be Taylor Swift. She got a lot of money. Yeah, she does. Taylor has said that she wanted to write a song about Rebecca since she moved into the home, basically, and learned the history of Rebecca okay. Harkness. So she learned the history after she moved it, after she bought the place. I don't know if it was like she was looking at it and heard about it, or I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I was, I was curious exact about that. timeline. If maybe she bought the house because of Rebecca, or if she learned about that later. Yeah, I don't know if it was... I can't say if it was right before or after or during or where, where it was, but well, it only wasn't. One, only too... one person probably knows. For sure, yeah. And you know what? We She's our next guest. She's coming up. She's right here. <laughs> yeah. <Taylor Swift. laughs> Don't stop it. <laughs> I wish. A lot of people wish, I'm sure. <laughs> she's right here. <laughs> yeah. Tell us your story, Taylor. Oh, Lord. So anyway, she said it finally, she finally found that the, the last great American dynasty was the place that it belonged. Mm -hmm. And she did that on the folklore album. And she just said that she felt like there were a lot of parallels between her and Rebecca Harkness yeah. Yeah. and how, you know, two women, successful women, like you said, mm -hmm. people criticized them and how they lived their lives, invaded their privacy, all of right. that. So constant judgment. Yep. So Taylor's actually known for hosting lavish 4th of July parties at this Oh, fun. House. Yeah. Um, there were a few years where she didn't, and there's really no, there's like speculation on why. Mm. Some of the years are probably pandemic related, because mm. um, it was like, I think it was like 17 to 22 or something like that. So obviously some are probably okay. pandemic related. Was that during the, uh, the cancel Taylor Yes, time. that's what I'm thinking. It was okay. during that yeah. time is, yeah, when um, people like assholes were being assholes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Couldn't handle the success of a woman. Couldn't handle a successful and beautiful woman. Couldn't handle yeah. it. Speaking of beautiful, you should look up a picture of Rebecca Harkness, too. She was really beautiful as well. Let me look her up right now. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Even in like her... Even in the pictures where she's older, she's beautiful. Oh, there's pictures mm -hmm. of her dancing. Oh. Yeah. Isn't she pretty? That is very sweet. Yeah. And there's the house. Oh, my God. Right? 
oh my god <laughs> i see the rocks the uh-huh holy shit right if only dude wow many residents of the area did not like that taylor swift was purchasing this home or that she hosted lavish parties mm-hmm. in 2014 taylor wanted to rebuild a seawall for the property's private beach and she was mm-hmm. criticized for that Because residents said that the beach had already been being used by the public for years, so she shouldn't be able to do that. But it was her property. Right. And the court said that it was her property, and it was privately owned. That's correct. No. Apparently, there was also the local government wanted to have a hike in taxes because they wanted to have more taxes and called it the Taylor Swift tax, Mm. which... People were just pissed because she was there and... And they wanted to take some of her money. Well, it was drawing more attention to the area and she put up no trespassing signs and they said that was tacky and they didn't want that there. And and it's just like, it's her property. Yeah. Get your fucking noses out of the air. She's a very high profile celebrity. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people that follow her to the house every freaking time, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. So... Why would she not put up no trespassing signs? Right. And she's had several trespassing and home invasion attempts here. Mm-hmm. And I in bet. fact, there was well, there was a lady that was arrested this year for trespassing on her property. Really? Yeah. Come on, guys. So I mean, that's scary, you know? Yeah, it is. If I were her, I'd want to put up all those signs. I'd want to have I'd want to put a freaking fence around the whole thing. Yeah. Just so I can get a peaceful night's sleep. That is the history behind Holiday House, High Watch, Harkness House, whatever you want to call nice. it. Nice. Okay. I liked that. We can't play the song, obviously, because we don't have the the rights to do so. Right. But go listen to The Last Great American Dynasty from the Folklore album. And mm-hmm. now when you listen to all the lyrics, you will know I'll where know. they came from. I will. I'm excited. I'm going to go do that right now and w- watch the, the lyrics while I, while I listen okay. to it. Yeah, it did totally change my perspective of listening to it because I I didn't know that it was all that real. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Now I'll have a a little backstory to relate. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mom. That was was a good good little story. You're so welcome. Good to know. Yes. All right. Well, we love you all. We do. You can go listen to our bonus episodes by going to patreon.com slash roadside and becoming a patron. You could do that. You could also follow us on TikTok at Roadside Podcast. Instagram at Roadside Pod. Facebook at Roadside Podcast. You can go to YouTube at Roadside Pod. And you can go to our website, roadsidepodcast.com. And you can also email us at roadsidepod at gmail.com. Do all of those things. Right now. All of them. And then share with your friends. Leave a review. Yes. Tell us what you think. All of it. All that good we stuff. Love we love you. Keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. Mwah. <laughs>